the closest that I've gotten to listening to that Jesus Jones record is listening to a Jesus Lizard record, <laughs> if that tells you anything. Or uh, a Tom Jones record. Or a Tom Jones record. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if those two collaborated, it would be Tom Lizard. Oh, yeah. I'd listen to Tom Lizard. I would, too. Or Jesus Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, should we address that we took a little break? We should address that we took a little break. Okay, uh, well, here's what cold. happened. There was oh. some real life, and then there was a vacation, and then I got sick. And that's what happened. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, feeling, by the way. Better. Yeah, feeling good, better. Good, good. Uh, ish, mostly. Good. Now I'm just kind of a crab. I'm just kind of like in a, in a, in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. that... Which so as far perfect. as illness goes, I mean, that's not such a bad thing. And there's a good chance I was going to be in a bad mood every day anyway. Anyway, even though it's even though it's <laughs> summer, man, summer, yeah. summertime, summer cold. Oh, yeah. man, that summer yeah. cold is going to get you. Have you Definitely. ever heard the song Summer Feeling by Jonathan Richmond? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, man, that song makes me cry every single time I hear it. Just, have, yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah. Have you ever, feels like a good cry. Have Check you ever heard the song "Summertime" by DJ Jazzy Jeff? I have. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. kind of goes like "Summer, Summer, Summertime." Like it yeah, has summer, like a summer, summertime. Yeah. And then yeah. there, I remember the video. They're like sitting. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince uh, are uh, sitting on chairs, and they got like this smoothie drink and they're just like it's like almost like they're riding around looking at the town (laughs) (laughs) but they're not they're just sitting in their front yard or something or maybe they're on the back of a truck right i think i remember a back of a truck yeah i think you're right i think they were actually now that i think of it (laughs) and then there's in the summertime by mungo jerry that's a good one Mm mm-hmm yeah, mm. I, I like Mungo Jerry. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of summer songs out there, actually. Yeah. Wow. Um. Anyway. Anyways, uh, it's summertime. It's summertime, and and it is hot. Oh, well, yeah. maybe not too hot today, but it was yeah. hot in the last. Yeah, when I was actually away in California, it was uh, much cooler in there. It was like, oh, really? It was cooler in California. Yeah, by a lot, by like 30 degrees. Wow. It was like 100 here for like a few days. Yes, it was. So I think we got more coming too. Well, um, I'm just going to die. <laughs> uh, so you don't like the heat, huh? Uh-uh. I hate it See, so much. <laughs> I love the heat. I, I really, really? Love it. I, I like it yeah. a lot better than I like the cold. Oh. Um, but I mean, I, I'm adaptable. I can live uh, in any environment at this point. I mean, I like, can I can survive through the heat, but I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather just die. Yeah. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> I'm standing there sweating. And I'm like, 
please, please just end it. <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's a lot more pleasant to me uh, right. to sit inside in the air conditioning than it is oh. sitting inside with the heat cranked. Oh. And then, but however, you don't get to see snow, yeah. uh, like a really good, nice glistening snow, like at night. Yeah. Uh, that you can true. go out and like, I love like a fluffy white snow, like at mm-hmm. night when the sky is all pink and everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do like that aspect, but then in the summertime, you get to see lightning bugs across the field. So that's, that's cool. True. And uh, you know, in the summertime you can go swimming. I mean, you yeah. can go swimming indoors in the wintertime, but yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of things uh, they both have there. What, what do you think, folks? Go ahead and let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know what season. Do you, you like it hot or cold? And do yeah. either of them make you want to die? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they want to make you die? That's what we want to know. That's exactly what we want to know. Oh, um, gosh. Aren't so- you glad we're back? guys welcome to accelerative thrust i'm dan and i'm eric and today we have a lot more bullshitting oh such massive bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yes massive giant steaming bullshits it's it's going to be bigger than it was before and better arguably (laughs) Mm -hmm. and smellier and smellier for sure and angrier yeah yeah we're gonna get more and more angry as time goes on (laughs) that's my angry voice i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna say this a lot dan you know like that and then i'm gonna be like eric (laughs) that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna say (laughs) yeah because i'm gonna be surprised at how angry you are but then that's gonna make me angrier so then i'm eventually gonna go Eric, <laughs> yeah, Eric. It's uh, Eric. It's like a Mr. Spacely, right? Is that what I'm trying to do? Yeah, Jensen. Oh, I'm gonna, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try and do a, uh, and then I'll try and do a Fred Flintstone. Oh, okay, yeah, Eric. <laughs> it's like this, I think it might be the same voice. It probably is. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh God, I love the Flintstones. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and I love the Jetsons too. I love Hanna Barbera cartoons. Good stuff. Me too. What's your What's your absolute favorite? Mine is uh, Snagglepuss. I, you know, I don't remember much of Snagglepuss, <laughs> but I, I, I'm just gonna have to say uh, the Flintstones. Oh yeah, uh, it's definitely my favorite. It's really good. Yeah, it it had it hit all of the it checked all the boxes with me. It was just like funny, ridiculous. Um, and uh i don't know i like the idea of like having to work at driving like (laughs) you know because you really i mean i don't know how the hell their feet didn't just fall off yeah you know and yeah i mean i guess because they're neanderthals they're yeah they're neanderthals and they can take it that's exactly what it is uh (laughs) but i also like the weirdness of like Later seasons when that Martian started getting oh, involved. Yeah. Oh, the Great Gazoo. Great Gazoo. That's it. Yes. And his voice was kind of like kind of like that guy from my favorite Martian. You remember him? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Lost in Space, he was also in, yep. I believe. Yep. 
I wonder if that's who did that voice. It sounded like him, if I remember right. I yeah, know. I think it might have been the same guy. I also really like Scooby-Doo. I mean... Yeah, I like Scooby-Doo, too. Love Scooby-Doo. And yeah. uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, Hong Kong Fooey was a good one. Yeah. I really liked uh, Pixie and Dixie uh, with Mr. Jinx, Jinx the Cat. Oh, yeah, uh, Jinx the Cat. But that was part yeah. of Huckleberry Hound, mm-hmm. which I didn't like very much. So yeah, I wasn't really like, a big a big fan of Huckleberry Hound or Yogi Bear. Yeah, but Yogi Bear had a sideshow too, I think. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it was. Me neither. I when it comes to bears, um, I have to say that <laughs> Winnie takes the cake. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he takes the pot. Of t- honey. Yeah, he takes the honey pot. Um, honey pot, I love you a lot, <laughs> honey pot. You say you're not. You got five other guys saying love me do or five other girls saying love me do, I think. You ever heard that beat happening? No, I don't. Uh, oh, okay. It does sound very familiar. Yeah, yeah. All it is is just I like, think my friend Brooks played it for me. He liked uh, <clears throat> your friend Brooks? Yeah, your friend Brooks too. Mm-hmm. Our friend Brooks. Oh, yes, Brooks. I thought you were talking about Chuck for a second. No. No, I'm kidding. Not if I yeah, can no. help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If, if you can help, if you can avoid talking about Chuck, uh, and I'm sure Chuck has probably heard that. Yes, uh, Brooks, it would have probably made sense if Brooks would have played that for you because I know that Beat Happening was a group that uh, like me, Brooks, Travis, and a whole bunch of people were listening mm. to growing up uh, strictly because Kurt Cobain recommended them. Oh, because he had the K sticker on his guitar. Well, he had the K sticker on his guitar, and he also listed them and Big uh, Black and Jesus Lizard, all his mm. influences. So, nice. and Noah's the reason why I got into Big Black, which totally makes sense because uh, he brought songs about fucking to school one day and yeah. showed it off in art class that I was I was in an art class with Noah. Yeah, great cover. It was a, it is a great cover. And Good then when art. I, yeah. and then, uh, then what I did was I, I copied Noah and I bought it and then I brought it to school and showed it to a friend in, um, photography class. Hmm. Uh, both of these classes were with Mr. Oh. And luckily he didn't see this CD cause I'm sure he would have embarrassed me if he did. But I remember, <laughs> uh, my friend looked at it and he's like, yeah, very proud of you, Dan. <laughs> and i said thank you and then wow. took it home and listened to it again and again and again and again yeah it's and good stuff i remember thinking this doesn't sound like nirvana no <laughs> it didn't really sound like much else that i knew about at the time and I, actually even once i heard bands that supposedly sounded like big black i still didn't think they did no they were very much in a realm of their own. The, the the closest thing that I could think of was ironically ministry. Sure. Yeah, who, I can um, see that. Steve Albini absolutely couldn't stand. So oh, I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he actually wrote a um uh he he wrote for a zine and he um in that zine he said that if Al Jorgensen ever makes another record, I think he was referring to their first record with sympathy. If, if Al Jorgensen ever makes another record that is as, I, I don't know, he used some sort of, you know, language like pussified or something like that or whatever. Mm. I don't know. You, you can look, you can look it up on the internet, but if mm. he said something about how he'll 
kick his ass or something like he was threatening wow. Al Jorgensen or something. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I, who said this now? Steve, Steve Albini. Albini. Yeah, he wrote it in a in a zine. Like he actually. Steve like, Albini says to Uncle Al, "If you ever show any sort of emotion again, I'm gonna kick your pussy yeah. ass." <laughs> That sounds like Steve Albini, big tough guy that he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, Steve Albini was very, (laughs) very threatening looking, you know? Mm -hmm. For real, it is interesting that, like, he was so at one time. And and the thing is, though, one thing about Albini, I will say, it does seem like he's acknowledged and kind of lived up to his mistakes. Like, he's owned up to it. Yeah, Uh, it it seems that way. I actually watched quite a few things on youtube he kind of goes uh, goes through his studio and stuff and shows you how to set up mics and get different tones and things like that i watched yeah. those quite a bit but yeah i he must have made amends with well the world yeah i think albini does seem like a good guy you know what i mean he doesn't seem like a an asshole these days like you said i've, I've watched a lot of those videos too yeah. And um, it does seem like he's really kind of acknowledged. Plus, I mean, you know, he was friends with a lot of other people that were, I don't think they would defend Albini's character if he truly was like, right. Sort of a piece of shit, like Ian Mackay, for example, you know, mm-hmm. and people like that. Yeah. I don't think, well, I don't think little really L- bub, the cat would have been friends with him either. Who's that <laughs> little bub? Uh, well, little, little bub is dead now. But uh-huh. she was a famous internet cat. Uh-huh. Um, oh, little bub. Okay. Yeah, she had a TV show. It was yes. really good. I think um, I remember. Steve that. Albini yeah. was on it. Steve Albini was on that show. Yeah. Yes, and I and that. the Deal sisters, I believe, um, were on another episode. Yeah, Pretty good. man. Pretty good show, little bub. Yeah. Little bub, little bub. <laughs> wow, good stuff. We, uh, you can tell we've been just had the all these pent up ideas to talk about yeah all kinds of things this man. is the shit you all wanted i That's, asked yeah and everyone yeah. was like please have this no is, tether to any sort of reality or you structure got no, just bullshit nonsense. you guys have nobody to blame but yourselves yep. thank you yep. thank you you created this you created this you asked eric and i eric and i take no responsibility for our own show just so you know uh yeah yeah we're we're playing characters this isn't even who i am no i'm i i am not beholden to any structure yeah any idea our characters are he's derek (laughs) and i'm ian yeah derek and ian the derek and ian show um you know what we you know you know what we do kind of tend to take responsibility for though? What's that? Listening to records. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to some rec. I mean, let's talk about records. <laughs> That's what we should do now, is we should just play the records and be like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Here you go. <laughs> go ahead and sue us. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Here's a list of all the record labels that uh, you know will want money. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go first, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Let me suck this snot out of my nose real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me hawk this lube real quick. 
Okay. Let me clean my brain up. Let me cough up some phlegm just like <laughs> you know, they, they do say that uh the stuff that comes from your nose is actually coming from your brain. Wow. I read that. Does that somewhere. mean oh does that mean everything I inhale goes right to my brain? <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would suspect so. Wow. Like, straight my up brain, my brain. brain is coated in Ajax. Ajax. <laughs> this is my favorite drug. The Tide Pods go to your digestive system. Though. Yeah. Oh, do they ever? I've been, <laughs> I've been blowing bubbles for weeks. <laughs> Maybe that's why you got sick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean out of my mouth either. Oh. <clears throat> butt bubbles. Butt bubbles. Butt bubbles. All right. Butt bubbles. Holy shit. All right. So the first record today, my pick is called eight Colacus. I don't know what the word Colacus means. It's not English. And the record is called Fronteras. And it's from this year that we're living in right now, 2022. My friend Nick told me about this because he knows I love all kinds of elements of this. Um, and I am a pretty big fan of Voodoo Glow Skulls, which I think is where we have to start with this to have any credibility at all. Um, but yeah, this is mariachi ska metal. It's uh, in Spanish. I'll just get that out of the way. I don't understand nary a word of this record, but um, most of the music I listen to, I can't understand the lyrics anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. But if you do speak Spanish, that might be an extra bonus. But yeah, it's... Uh, I would say that this leans mostly on the ska, but it's kind of equal parts metal. And I only mentioned the mariachi part uh, because of how the instruments are played. Um, it's a little bit different than what I would call standard ska type of performances. Yeah, it's super fast, uh, super fun, and also super heavy, which sort of separates this from other sort of crossover metal ska stuff that I've heard. But yeah, I think it's super fun. It's like, it's almost first bungle record level of switching styles, genre, time signatures, like it goes everywhere all at once. But yeah, I think that it has elements, obviously, of Voodoo Glow Skulls and maybe some of the faster ska punk stuff, like Against All Authority or Choking Victim things like that that incorporate some elements of really fast punk or metal. But the metal parts of this, in my opinion, really harken back to like almost like old school metal, like new wave of British heavy metal and early thrash. So a lot of Maiden, actually, especially in the guitars and the bass playing, uh, a lot of Metallica as far as the rhythms and um, just structure of the metal elements of it. But then there's also... An Fortunately or unfortunately, or maybe it doesn't matter, there are some elements of new metal in here too. A lot of kind of things, but not enough that it overshadows all the other cool shit that's happening. Um, but yeah, the playing on it is super tight, super amazing, especially the trumpet uh, is just outrageously good. Uh, and especially on the song, uh, Mutante, uh, the trumpet solo on that is 
as good as any trumpet solo I've heard in a, in kind of a contemporary music kind of setting. I don't know when we, when we first, uh, we're going to review this set of records. It was a long time ago. It really was. It was like three weeks, maybe even a month at this point. So when I first listened to this, I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be a super fun summer record. And that was sort of my thinking. And so I think that still stands. If you want a super fun, super high energy uh, record, that's different than what you've been listening to. And I mean, this is ska. It's unashamedly ska. It's not, ska adjacent these people these guys aren't ashamed that they're playing ska and that's awesome there's so much new ska happening that's like legit good and not like i think everyone was sort of shamed you know near the end of the 2000s if they were playing ska and hopefully that seems to be subsiding a little bit so but yeah super heavy super fun for fans of Voodoo Glow Skulls and Iron Maiden. I don't know what else to say about it. what do you think, Dan? Yeah, when I first um, saw the cover to this record, I did not know what to expect at all. I, for some reason, and I don't know if this is for better or for worse, I kind of expected this to be a, a like a hip-hop record. No, sure. Uh, just, yeah. from, just upon first impression. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, I listened to it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is not really a hip-hop record it's uh yeah. the best way to describe it for me would be uh i i kind of call it horror ska core sure yeah. and now i actually was so intrigued and interested in knowing what a kalaka was and so i actually hmm. did look up the meaning of kalaka it is a skull or skeleton usually human commonly used for decoration during the Mexican Day of the Dead Festival. Oh, okay. So eight skulls. Nice. To me, it just, there was this element of like horror to this, you know, like I said, like it kind of reminded me of like horror ska, like almost like in some sense, like almost like misfits playing ska music or something. Right. Um, But not, not that it really sounded like misfits, but just sort of had that aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of actually thought that Kalakas had like some something to do with like a horror theme or something. Yeah. Um, and it, this is extremely energetic. Um, it is top of the line musicianship, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's done really, really well. If you're into this kind of stuff, there's like these sort of interesting ska, like you said, kind of mariachi breakdowns. Mm-hmm amazing tone on the guitar yeah i mean a lot of talent in this group anyway there's also a, a kind of like a swing influence that is really cool and there's mm-hmm. some pretty experimental stuff especially towards the end of the record like yeah the last song starts with what almost sounds like an like it almost like you mentioned the maiden sort yeah. of influence or new wave of british heavy metal but the intro to that song mm-hmm. is almost like an 80s power ballad or mm, something. Yeah, right. Like it's really interesting. It's called 1941. Yeah. Um, and and then there's a song called Flatline, which starts with like some instrumental jangly, like almost ambient interlude that sounds like it belongs on like a instrumental indie rock record before going into like, you know, 
the the craziness that is on the rest of the record so there's yeah. there's definitely some experimental stuff mm-hmm. going on yeah i mean i think to me uh i heard a lot of like mr bungle system of a down kind of going yeah, on for sure when it comes to the metal stuff mm-hmm. um like you said i heard a lot of 80s thrash metal too like anthrax mm-hmm. kind of stuff right um rancid i heard a little bit of like something yeah. like rancid suicidal tendencies even Mm-hmm. Oh, and another one that it totally reminded me of big time was uh, Gogo Bordello. Oh, sure. Yeah, I in can a, see that. In a lot yeah, of ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So basically, yeah, I would say that this was horror ska core uh, done at its finest. Uh, so yeah, Voodoo Glow Skulls also. Voodoo Glow Skulls and like um, Choking Victim and mm-hmm. Leftover Crack all kind of right. fit that same same mold as well so if you if you're into that kind of stuff then uh yeah you should you should really like this all right and also if they ever come around i will be first in line because i can't imagine how fun this would be live it would be like outrageous yeah it it (laughs) would be it would be fucking cool yeah um yeah man that that would be sweet i kind of thought about that too when listening to it i was like man if if they even have half the energy that they have on this record live, right? I can only imagine what their live shows would be like. So yeah, that brings me to my pick, which is uh, from this group called the Aquarium. Now I kind of when I messaged uh, Eric with my pick, I kind of I don't know if broke kind of one of our rules, but I, I don't not really. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. But so the Aquarium has uh, two releases that I asked Eric to listen to. And Mm -hmm. one of them is a two song single by the name of performer. Although on Spotify, it just um, listed as two songs and then they have a whole self-titled record. And to my knowledge, those are the only two releases that the aquarium ever released. So the aquarium were a duo um, that are now defunct and they were on Discord Records, um, which for those of you who are not familiar with Discord, uh, Ian McKay's label uh, from the great Fugazi Minor Threat. Um, and it consisted of uh, keyboardist Jason Huto and drummer Laura Harris. And like most Discord bands, they were from Washington, D.C., from what I gathered. Um, both members have toured as members of several other bands. Hmm. Um And so this record is literally just keyboards and drums. Um, And to me, it is one of the most perfect examples of making more with less. And I mean, I mean that by saying that it, to me, it really has a full sound. Um, And uh, I also really like, the fact that sometimes when I'm hearing the instrument, the synth, I can't tell if it's a guitar or not. They, they kind of do a really good job of that, in my opinion. Um, I mean, some of, the, some of the compositions are kind of, I guess, just pop-oriented, um, but they are, are, they're just insanely well done. Um, it's kind of got a very upbeat and energetic vibe but there's also kind of this brooding sort of going on as well. So it has a lot of different sounds and textures. Um, mm. 
the opening track Maxo Sesh is an instrumental that kind of has like a bluesy lead part. And I legitimately thought that I was listening to a guitar at first. Mm-hmm. Um, they managed to make the synthesizer uh, or keyboard or whatever, you know, they're playing um, sound like a blues guitar. It's, it's really, really great. Um, the vocals are done in a really interesting way too, where a lot of times both members are singing together, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, it kind of creates this like sort of atmosphere to me where like you almost want to be singing along and like sort of dancing around and stuff like that. Although, though this is a synth heavy record, um, it's not, uh, it's definitely not what I would call a dance record. Um, Mm -hmm. I also really like the drums. Um, It's very quirky at times, this record. Um, You know, and it, it, but I think the quirkiness is part of its, part of its charm. Um, Now the song White House is, you know, there, there's a lot of different, like, sort of song structures and almost like i feel like things they tap into mm-hmm. like for example it, from my perspective and this might sound very weird to you eric but the song white house to me is basically an iron maiden song performed with synthesizers and drums huh. like there's almost like this classic rock sort of like shuffle boogie feel that reminds me of like i'm running free off the first yeah. record or something Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics sound, you know, kind of political, but I, I kind of feel like there's also a heavy sort of satirical vibe going on too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two song single, uh, makes me wish that this band would have continued and put yeah. out more records because the two songs on, uh, the two song single are just great and hilarious per- performer and battle of the bands. There seems to be a theme with performing with mm-hmm. those two songs. So I kind of wonder if there was like a whole concept planned or if that was coincidental, but the song battle of the bands, just listening to the lyrics, yeah. like if you've ever played in a battle of the bands, which I have, mm-hmm. um, it's so accurately depicts what is involved with that. And, <laughs> and I just had to laugh. And then, you know, it's, it's just a really fun, quirky little, you know, gem that uh, appeared on Discord. And it's also kind of a little, um, it's it's not what you normally would think of being associated with Discord. And that's another thing that I really liked about it. Um, I would say if you like a little bit of Six Finger Satellite, a little bit of Brainiac, even Fugazi, but also like if you like sort of quirky, poppy Mm -hmm. duos like, mates of state is a, is another one that kind of came to mind a little bit like maybe a more hardcore version of mates of state and also a little bit of something like bruce hack so there's there's definitely this like weird sort of you know synthy pop thing going on but it's mm-hmm. also through the filter of like energetic punk rock i you know i i think that you should listen to this record because it's yeah. to me it's a lost gem in the discord catalog uh what did you think eric yeah, I really liked it. I'd never heard of this uh, ever before. Um, I will say when you're, if you are going to go listen to this, first of all, you can 
check our accelerative thrust playlist on Spotify. And that will uh, pretty much every episode, I think at this point, there's representations on that playlist, but it'll help you find the proper aquarium. Because if you just search aquarium in Spotify, it's kind of difficult to find. But Absolutely. if you do search the aquarium, then this is what will come up. So, but yeah, I really liked it. And like you said, uh, I think having us also listen to the two song uh, sort of single that came out after this uh, was a good idea too, because uh, it's sort of, I don't know if it really gave us an impression of a new direction or new ideas or anything, but more just a solidification. Is that a word? of um <laughs> of what they were already sure. doing so uh, almost a more of a distillation you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it was coming into its own a little bit more i think right at that point but yeah uh, like dan said this is i described it as synth driven twee twee-ish angular groove rock which Ooh. i know sounds ridiculous but that's what it is to me um uh, obviously there's synths on everything but the way they're used, it doesn't feel like just a synth and drums. There is a lot of electric piano. In fact, I would guess that every single song has electric piano on it. And if I had to guess, it's probably a Rhodes. But it gets this real bassy, um, fu fuzzy bass that I think is really um, singular to the electric piano. Mm -hmm. um, and that is almost through the entire discography every song that that i think that's the main instrument with the drums but then on top of that tons of synthesizers lots of organs as well i don't know if they're you know i don't know if they're real tone wheel organs or an emulator or a combo organ i don't know anything about the specifics but really nice organ sounds um but yeah the way they use those it also adds an element of like fuzz bass um to a lot of things. And uh, I think that all sounds nice. The drums are extremely bright and tight and just straight. And that's good. That's where it needs to be to support what they're trying to accomplish. You know, like the scaffolding of this has to be very strong because there's not much happening. Uh, it reminded me a lot of um, like the rentals uh, mm -hmm. in a way. Uh, Tripping Daisy in some ways, um, Stereo Lab and Broadcast. Vocally, um, a really kind of high, spazzy vocal. It's, it reminded me of Of Montreal, or like I already said, Tripping Daisy, Causey uh, Way, you know, that kind of vocal style. And um, I love that kind of vocal style. I, I always call it spazzy, but that's probably not accurate. It's probably just a higher register with a lot of um energy for the most part though if someone said break this down into three words what you think of this band i kind of thought of it as trans am light i know that mm. sounds ridiculous but musically the ideas are very similar their um sense of humor is uh, comes through all the time like i think does with trans am and i just think it sonically shares a lot of space and the ideas are similar to what they're trying to accomplish i would say this is much poppier 
and less aggressive than Trans Am, but just as far as structure and intent, I would put them in the same realm. Overall, just super fun, engaging, um, interesting pop. Like it's not, it is accessible, but it's not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not exactly challenging, but it also, it's just not easy music. It's not spoon fed to you. It's like really interesting and super good, but yeah, that's about all I had to say about the aquarium. I really enjoyed it though. And I, I yeah. wish I would have heard it before now, but you know, yeah. what can you do about that? <laughs> yeah, what, what can you do about that except hear it now? Yeah. Which speaking of hearing it now, uh, that's pretty much what was happening with our local pick Jimmy's in the basement. And mm -hmm. the name of the uh, record is Marmalade Jane. Now I came across this local pick on Bandcamp. So Jimmy's in the basement is from Otumwa, Iowa. And I assume is the solo moniker of Jimmy Lee Dalton. And I say, I assume the solo moniker because I think that it, I think he plays everything. But mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Anybody mm -hmm. who knows anything about Jimmy's in the basement, uh, feel free to correct me. But I would describe this project as really well done alternative rock. But there's a lot, you know, just calling it alternative rock is kind of, you know, it, it, it's also kind of hokey a little bit because I definitely would not call this I would, I would not call this generic by any means, not even close. I would say that this is really interesting, well done alternative rock, but it has elements of so many things going on. Particularly, there's a lot of psychedelic stuff, mm -hmm. pretty heavy on the delay and reverb and effects on the guitars and vocals, which I really, really like. Has a really spacey, trippy sound vibe to it that i just really really enjoy and i kind of feel like the uh, jimmy who is who's making this is really his goal seems to be kind of taking you and guiding you through this audio sort of experience more so than just sort of a um you know just sitting down and listening to something like for example i think that you could get a lot uh, by listening to this with headphones mm -hmm. than, you know, just to say background music or something like that. Um, and I would suspect that that maybe is part of the goal. Maybe not. I, I don't know. But there's also some like stoner metal kind of stuff going on. Some really great songwriting, um, you know, elements of shoegaze and Britpop uh, as well. Um, and to me, this was just a really interesting enjoyable listening experience i really enjoy what what it is that jimmy is doing i also kind of went through his Bandcamp page and there's mm. actually several releases that yeah. he put has put out and ne nearly 20 nearly 20 releases and <laughs> i've only listened to this one yeah and so i plan on going through his Bandcamp page and checking it out um checking up the other stuff and in that sense that level of output it kind of reminds me of sound science you know mm -hmm. uh not 
I, I don't think Sound Science and Jimmy's in the Basement necessarily sound alike, but they both seem to be really um, seem to be very prolific in their output. Because I, if if I'm not mistaken, it looks like he basically puts out like a release a month or something. Wow. Yeah. At least, and that kind of seems to be the case with Sound Science as well. So these are two local artists that are you know really just you know they're grinding, man. And they're putting mm-hmm. out stuff. And so, I mean, to me, that's that's just uh, even more reason to, you know, support these guys, you yeah. know, because they're just out there doing it. And um, I'm not sure if he plays live, but mm-hmm. if he does have a live ensemble, I could only imagine how great this probably would be live. I, I think that a lot of this stuff could translate into a really interesting live show. Um, so I don't know, yeah. uh, but this is a really, um, a really enjoyable experience. I would say, you know, if you're a fan of, I don't know, flaming lips, I heard a little bit of that kind of going on. Mm-hmm. I heard a little bit of something like the shins and also, um, the one group that you recommended that one time, Eric, uh, Kundalini genie. Oh, sure. Yeah. I can, some of that. it kind of reminded me of that some mm-hmm. Ty Siegel kind of mm-hmm. going on like not the Ty Siegel, not the really garagey stuff like or the punkier stuff, but a lot of the more sort of experimental sort of, um, I don't know, textural stuff that Ty Siegel does. Uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre, Dark Family, even a little bit of something like um, sort of like Hum or something kind of going mm-hmm. on. That's sort of where I would say like the closest to like the stoner metal element, even though hum's not really stoner metal, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, there, there were some riffs, there were some riffs going on here, you know, um, really good stuff. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think, Eric? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it, do, it seems to be on a label called speak up records. Oh uh, yes. I forgot that. I don't that. know much about, but looking at, their releases i know some of these people like nalani proctor who we've we've had on the show is on there and so i'm gonna have to look into that record label a little bit more obviously Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh jimmy's in the basement uh it's really good it's pretty strange uh when it first started, I literally didn't know what I was hearing. Like it took me a while. Yeah. It took me, yeah. especially I think with the choice of the first song, if that's the first time you've heard this group, I think you're going to spend a solid minute trying to understand what you're hearing. And, and that's awesome. That's kind of how it should be, you know? Um, but it was basically the main synth line of that song that made me go, okay, I'm, I think I understand what I'm hearing now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that I mean, that's just a sort of uh, example of how diverse this is. Um, yeah, it's super, it's so fuzzy. Everything's so fuzzy. Um, there's layers of effects on every element of this from I mean, honestly, I think that there's an effect on the atmosphere in the room. I think there's just effects running with no sound. I mean, it's just so dense and layered um, that it it it's it's a lot of fun, 
but it's yeah i mean it's just you have to dig through it a little bit and that for me is it's better you know it's better to have to sort of figure out what you're hearing the whole time i think it makes it exciting um but yeah very psychedelic i mean 100 percent. this is just dipped in acid there's no way around it so um but it's also very poppy at times um and i don't mean poppy like pop is such a broad term that it can almost encapsulate anything i'm mm. talking pop like like um 60s pop sure you know um but it's also uh, a bit folky at times too i, I think not necessarily the sound of it, but the song writing itself. Um, really good songs. Um, but like I said, I feel like the songs themselves are almost purposely obfuscate, obfuscated, like hidden under layers of sound. Um, but as far as the songs go, I, I heard a huge Beatles influence, like mm -hmm. huge. And I mean, you can't really do much better than that as far as influences go in my opinion um a bit of t-rex I, I i think what dan heard as stoner riffs i heard as uh heavy glam like t-rex um but i think those are comparable terms i don't think it you know i don't think they um discredit one another i think they they work fine together if it's heavy glam rock or stoner rock. I think it, they're pretty similar. Uh, with the effects and especially the effects on the vocals, it felt a little weenish at times to me. Oh, yes. Like when Ween does sort of purposely, purposefully psychedelic kind of things. Uh, again, I think I must have been on a tripping daisy trip when I was making my notes, but I do hear a lot of that in there as well. But uh, one thing that I think I heard that maybe other people wouldn't hear, and so I'm somewhat trepidatious to say it at all, but there is a more serious element to this too. Like, and that folky seriousness, it came off to me like psychic TV. Mm. I know that sounds weird, but if you're a fan of early psychic TV, um, before it turned like kind of straight techno for a little while i mean they were more of a freak folk hell i'd say they're kind of one of the inventors of freak folk to be honest and so i think those early records um this is this has elements of that too um but yeah just a really enjoyable and strange release i i can't help but assume that the rest of the records are going to be in a similar vein i haven't heard them but even just based on the cover art, this is seems to be sort of a unified idea that, you know, at least from what I've seen, uh, I, I hope to listen to more of it. And I would love to see this live. I don't know if they play live. I'd like to find out because it would be uh, an experience. Uh, uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think people doing like, real heavy psych stuff without it crossing over into noise or like aggressive kind of things. Um, it, it's a, it's, it's rare. It's rare for someone to just be like, I'm going to make psychedelic pop music and, and just go for it and do it. 
So um, yeah, I really liked it. And I hope to hear more from Jimmy's in the basement and um, from speak up records as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, speak up records, man. You're going to have to scope that label out. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention that because um, I knew that it was on speak up records and I knew that Nalani Proctor was affiliated with that label as well. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, uh, that's really, really, really good stuff. Oh, we still have to do the calendar derp. We, we do have to do the calendar. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> okay. We'll talk about some shows. So let's start with uh, the 29th, Wednesday, the 29th of June. Uh, this show is at Lefty's Live Music, and it is Hoods. They're from Sacramento, hardcore punk, uh, with uh, locals Dose and Cursed Existence. So uh, that's on Wednesday, tomorrow. And then on Friday, July 1st, um, this first one's also at Lefty's Live Music, Mutant League Records 10-Year Anniversary Tour. So I don't know uh, most of these groups, but I'm going to say it. Settle Your Scores with Chief State, Will Met, Eugene Levy, and Look At Me. Mm. So that should be cool. Well, you know who Eugene Levy is, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. He was in uh, Schitt's Creek. Um, <laughs> and American Pie is the one that I remember. Oh, yeah, right. American shit. American. Uh, <laughs> also on Friday, July 1st, this one's at Gabe's Oasis in Iowa City. Cairo and Witchcraft. Now, this one, I don't know if this is a show or uh, like a discussion. It it's called Discussions with Kairu and Witchcraft. And um, actually, this one is at the PS1 Close House, um, which is the new PS1 mansion in Iowa City. Well, the mansion's very old, but it's been acquired by PS1. So that's a, maybe a little more artistic of a thing than just a show, but... I don't know. Look into it. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Uh, also on July 1st, uh, this one's at Trumpet Blossom in Iowa City. Uh, Tongue Depressor. Uh, they're from Connecticut. And then also Christine Burke. And then also Death Bag, which is Chris Wersema and Gabby Vanek. So that's on July 1st. July 2nd, uh, at Wake Brewing, this is also not a show, but um, it's Ragged Records presents the John D. Hopkins and uh, Reed Mullins sale. Uh, what this is, is I, I don't know how many of our listeners knew either of these fellas, um, but John Hopkins... Um, he was the sound guy at Gabe's for many years, um, decided to follow his dreams and started working with uh, Cannabis Corpse and Weed Eater and then moved on to working with Corrosion of Conformity and, I mean, just the Melvins, mm -hmm. everyone. He was their sound guy. 
And I think he might've even done some tour management or whatever. Um, but John was a really, really cool guy. Um, and he passed away a couple of years ago. And so uh, Ragged Records is putting on this sort of memorial sale of some of his records and maybe even some gear, uh, music stuff. I don't know. So anyway, I would personally, if I were you, look into, just go ahead and look into this on your own because I can't explain every single thing that's happening, but it, um, it's a, for a good cause. The proceeds will go to John's family. Uh, also on July 2nd, um, it's called, this is at Roz Talks. It's called Wave Makers Midwest Hip Hop Showcase. Uh, our friend OBS is going to be performing. Mm. DK, Marcy Yates, League Champs, Slump Gang 777, King Supreme, and that looks like maybe that's it, but that's a lot of Midwest hip hop for you to check out. And then at the also uh, at the Close House in Iowa City on the second is Nequient, Acid Mikva, Frontal Assault, and Thought Wrong. Thought Wrong is new hardcore from Iowa City that a few people are in. Dolly, who's a friend of the show, is mm-hmm. in it. Um, and the flyer for that is a really amazing painting that a cool local artist did. So Nequient is D-beat thrash stuff. Acid Mikva is um, Jewish hardcore. Uh, frontal Assault uh, from Cedar Rapids. Uh, I guess sort of like thrash. And like I said, Thought Wrong's uh, hardcore from Iowa City. And that is all I have for our independence week. <laughs> Isn't um, Kane also in Thought Wrong? Yeah. He's playing drums, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, man. So a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you t- uh, load up on fireworks. Um, don't act responsibly when you're letting them off. Uh, yeah. Let them off at all hours of the night, mm-hmm. um, especially when dogs are around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can even drive down Park Avenue, apparently, legally hmm. in Muscatine. Yeah. On four wheelers. Yeah. Letting them off from the four wheelers. <laughs> Did I tell you about that? Uh, the first year that fireworks became legal mm-hmm. around the 4th of July, um, I was going down Park Avenue and it was literally like a war zone. It was just like crazy, like everywhere, right? And there were these two guys on freaking um, four wheelers just going down Park Avenue and going down Grand Avenue and, you know, where Happy Joe's is and everything. Yeah, that sounds about right. And they were like, uh, they were letting (laughs) off Roman candles going down the road. Nice. (laughs) Roman candles rule. They do. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. We all, uh, the old scratch dudes lived in a uh, farmhouse. Um, that's where we recorded our record. But anyway, uh, we used to have a lot of Roman candle <laughs> wars. <laughs> Did you really? It was the best. And uh, people would get hurt, very hurt all the time. And the other thing we did, we had this well in the backyard, but it wasn't a well. It was like the sewage Um trap i don't know what it's called um sump pump or whatever maybe Uh 
But so <laughs> what we would do, uh, we would take the lid off and people were so dumb that would come visit us. We would have like these um, cherry bombs or like half sticks of dynamite, whatever they're called. I can't remember now. And we would open the thing and we would say, okay, this is really cool. Watch what happens. <laughs> we would light it, drop it down into the shit, and then it would explode shit all over the place. Oh my God. That sounds awesome. And just I, get uh, all over their um, faces and hair. and See, and that's, it's, that's it's a wild time. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you guys should do. That's that's the kind of stuff that like I feel I feel like people owe it to themselves to get hurt and be mm -hmm. irresponsible as irresponsible as possible. At they, least for a while. At I least mean, for a while. They until you die themselves. or grow out of it. Yeah, until you you're, die or grow out. Yeah, you're gonna be better off either way. You're gonna be better off either way. That's exactly right. I, I can't yep. respond to anything you're saying, so I just repeat <laughs> it. Um you know, and that's because uh, you know you couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, I, I can't say it any better than you, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> you're either gonna die or grow out of it, man. That's, I mean, what what more can you say? Um, no, that is about it. Yeah, man that that is about it. All right. Well, what do you think? Should we let the kids off the hook? I think we should let the kids off the hook and throw <laughs> them back into the pond. Yeah. What do you think? Catch and release catch and release uh ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening um and uh you know uh just remember if you want to ask us anything uh you know hunt us down on instagram or facebook and uh yeah uh just thanks for listening and uh we'll yep. see you next time all right bye uh, bye please please just end it. <laughs>